When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where's Loki? 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 Welcome to the Marvel Stuff Podcast, where we break down all things diet. We're talking Diet Coke. We're talking the keto diet. We're talking, no, of course not. We're here to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And with me as coach to talk about it, we've got Josh Kennedy from Facebook. And joining us back today, Colin Weaver. I'm back. Colin's back from the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. It's great to have you (laughs) back, buddy. Uh, yeah, did you guys know there's more than two uh, hosts on this chat? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Love it. It's, Let's it's, go. It's, it's been crazy. It's been crazy, but uh, but we are getting back into more Marvel um, stuff because we are getting finally to Black Widow. I mean, yeah, I know. God, geez, I can't wait man. to do an on that. That has been posted so many times. First off, that meme in the Facebook group, the <laughs> On Your Life <laughs> thing, yeah. is one of the top five most money things I've seen in a long time, other than I, the meme where he's... What happens if you're in line and you turn left and then take one step? Uh, <laughs> speaking of that, he's right, but he's out of line. Yeah, I, I was going to say actually. Uh, speaking of that scene, I was actually just in DC and I actually got to recreate that scene. And uh, and and people were like, "You are trying to do the thing from Captain America and the Winter Soldier." And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "I respect that. That is cool." That's and then good. and then we just did like three or four takes of me like on your left. It was really yeah, funny. At least somebody respects you. It's definitely not me. But that's, <laughs> we're going to be fine with that. Um, yeah, we're glad to have you back. I know you guys have had your, your hands full with Star Wars stuff, but it's always cool to chat with you here about Marvel stuff. Um, and, of course, today we've got something dope to talk about, and that's Loki. Uh, the first episode dropped. We've been hyped for it for a while. Finally showed up. The question is, did it deliver? And what yeah. did it deliver on? So uh, what do you guys think? Overall, Quick reactions. Go ahead. Either one of you can go first. Okay. So except for Colin, Josh. Okay. All right. right, I'm gonna go first. (laughs) What? So anyway, the show is dope. It it laid out an entirely new universe. Like it's a whole different type of show for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're all pumped for it. It's not like anything else that's been involved in this sort of thing. I don't know if I've seen anything else like this. Period. I mean, I'm sure there are different things that I'm not aware of, but. This is a whole new thing to me, and I'm I'm really excited to see more of it. We'll dive in deeper here. Um, yeah, I um uh I so I got a very sci-fi '70s vibe from it, um, mm. uh, especially with the music too, and uh and the person that and and this is a this is a kind of cool Easter egg is that the person 
that helped write the show is uh, is the writer that does all the stuff for Brick and Morty, which is all the time travel stuff. So, hey. yeah, so it's he. It looks like he's kind of staying on the theme of time travel, which is pretty cool. But I like the show because of we saw Loki's perspective of like the entire universe like of the timeline and everything like that i wanted to touch on that for sure the fact that like they were so smart about the way i was like man this writing is top tier you take the 2012 villain loki you turn him you show him his entire life coming forward and he kind of just is like man i why waste my time now and he kind of seems like he's just gonna lean into that personality and like it also didn't focus on a lot of things that wouldn't be important in the timeline. So he doesn't know absolutely everything that's happened. He just knows what was important to him. I think that's an important note is like, there could still be things in the past that they reference that he won't necessarily understand. Yeah. yeah. Very, it's a lot, a lot of stuff going on. I'll actually give uh, my quick review. And that is that uh, a little contrarian here of the three Disney shows. This is my least favorite first episode. Really? Um, I felt like, WandaVision, I was hooked. I thought it was very funny. I thought uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, I thought the first episode of that show uh, was dope, and it, it set things off <laughs> in a way that I, yeah. Um, whereas this one, I felt like, I felt like I didn't, I didn't get any further than I was when I watched the trailers. I don't feel like I'm any further along understanding what's going to happen. But I um, think it's important to note that that's also a good thing is like now that all the stuff that was in the trailer for the most part has been acknowledged already. Now we got nothing but stuff we've never seen before or heard about. Right. Yeah. And, right. and I'm not saying I'm not excited for the show because I am. I mean, I think that it, it set me up and I'm excited for the show. I just mean as a singular episode, like if I was going to show someone a single episode to watch an MCU show, I would probably show them the first episode of, Captain America Winter Soldier. I was just going to say, don't say WandaVision, because like, some people immediately dropped off of watching yeah. WandaVision because of the no, first that's episode. A, that's a different kind of one. Um, right. But there's a lot of good things in this episode. Uh, a lot of things worth breaking down. But first and foremost is that uh, Mephisto was confirmed. Mephisto uh, confirmed. The, no, I'm kidding. But what? Hey, just absolutely yeah. funny. Uh, and... To hear them say it, they thought it was an absolute accident. But at the scene where they just showed the devil standing there, you're just like, "Are you serious? We're just gonna we did all the the joking about it, and then you're just gonna confirm it in the first forty yeah, seconds?" Yeah. Oh my god, I was like, I can't believe we spent months trying to get Mephisto, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they got the little kid. He's like, "Oh, it was the devil." So Mephisto is in Loki. That's such a random place for him to be, but I guess I kind of understand what they're going for. Like, oh, he's got the horns or whatever. Uh, yeah, know. it's supposed well, to represent Loki. Yeah, yes. so I don't think that that like that actually would be random if if he showed up in there. Um, because of they actually did do and um do a nightmare. Uh, they actually ended up doing a nightmare Easter egg. Um, to where like they were talking about like the different departments, and they were like, "Well, yeah. this is a nightmare." He was like, "Well, what? Well, if you want to burn, that's a department. Burn, I'll help you burn it down." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And uh, and and WandaVision and Loki are connected to the new mm-hmm. Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it, it would make sense. I can honestly see it happening. I care I so little that. about Mephisto other than just wanting to be right. <laughs> I want to put it on a shirt that says Marvel Stuff Podcast and the back just says, like, Mephisto confirmed and we wear it to every Comic-Con. Like, I mean, I'm going to get that I, done. Yeah, I'm getting I know, that you done. Should, I will wear it. I know. I, I thought it was a great idea. That is such a big, like, 
joke right now for all Marvel fans, and it's so uh, funny. Um, yeah, we gotta lean into it. it. Yeah, because of every single time, like I, I see like a new trailer, like on Facebook or something or Instagram, in the comments, it's just like, oh my gosh, it's Mephisto, and it's just yeah, very funny. Um, let's uh, but let's actually talk about the things that happened this episode. They're super great. Um, there's a lot of different things to talk about plot wise. There's things to talk about character wise. Um, but I think one of the first things we should jump into is just the world building itself. Um, what did we think of the aesthetic of the rules of the world? Because um, they did a pretty good job, I thought, of setting it up. It's time variance authority, right? That's what TVA yeah, is. Yes. Okay, yeah. I think that that cartoon introduction that was reminiscent of like the Bill cartoon that we used to have to watch in like I'm history class. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a Bill. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of, and it was and, the same uh, kind of animation style and some Flintstones sounds. Mm-hmm. It was cool, and I'm. I think it was a really good introduction to kind of explain what they are. Like we're just another person there. I think it was pretty cool. The uh, the uh, person actually voicing that character um, uh, was Tara Strong, who we all know, you know, plays a bunch of characters in in DC and stuff like that. So she I does. That was kind of. She's a very talented voice actress. Mm-hmm. So I thought that and, was uh, a cool. Story. Raven, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Raven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, Me, I was. Um, but I thought the world itself. Um. I would say looked cool because it was different, but I don't think it would have made my top 10, you know, cool places in Marvel because I don't know how much I'd want to spend time in this weird brown. Uh, We haven't spent enough time there. Yeah, Yeah. you like definitely have to um, kind of know your stuff to understand like all of like the full Easter eggs because of there's there's a lot to entail. Um, Like, I mean, for example, like King the Conqueror Mm -hmm. is from this and we're going to see him in the... And the new Ant Man mm-hmm. movie, uh, and uh, and then the other thing is, is that they actually set up a um, that whole like secret time war they're talking about. Um, that's an Easter egg to the comic book storyline Avengers Secret Wars, and that's, well, that's probably going to happen down the line. Well, yeah, I mean that's the nice part of being a, a lot of people think a time yeah. variance show is that you can just reference a million bazillion things, and you can pay some of them off, and you can pay some of them not off ever. You don't have to because it's multiple timelines, but it's going to give I you free reign. They're going to lean. Oh, sorry. I think they're going to lean into the whole Mandela effect throughout this show and just throw in stupid little things that it's going to aggravate everyone. Like, give Curious George a tail, and it's the Bernstein Bears, not the Bernstein Bears type of deal. Yeah, you're such a you're such an idiot. <laughs> uh, but I think just in terms of because we saw the planet and we got to see that it had the the, the kind of futuristic thingy, uh, little mm-hmm. Wakanda. Except everything was brown in like a weird shade of orange, and I don't know how much I would enjoy hanging out in these weird offices. Um, with you well, there, yeah, they really have like a city. people to enjoy though. It's, I mean, I mean, like they've like made it clear that like they like have a mission. It's supposed to be bland. Um, it's <laughs> yeah, the it's, one guy, yeah, yeah that's never left like, his desk. It's yeah. made to be bland. Yeah, he was like, well, "What's a fish?" And and I was just like, <laughs> I was like, "Oh gosh." No, um, I was like, I want to know what I'm being threatened with before I agree with anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I understand like, going to though because. Yeah, no, I, I, I respect the, the decisions they're going for. Like, like Conta, I think the important part is that it's intentionally supposed to be boring and mundane. And it's just like, yeah, we deal with time variant stuff all the time. That's kind of what we do. Um, I just don't know how much time I will want to spend there as an audience. Hopefully they – it seems like most of the time is going to be spent out and about doing who knows what. 
Um, what do we run the numbers for? We we run the numbers, but yeah. what is it for? Yeah, what what is it that um, we don't do? Kevin Feige said that that so far for all the shows that have happened, like for all the stuff that's happened in Phase Four so far, that this show is um, has the most impact to the MCU. What does Kevin Feige know about, about the MCU? No, God, that guy's never such a know-it-all. <laughs> thinks, he's, <laughs> thinks he's hot stuff just because he runs the MCU. Yeah, I guess nerd. so. Um, okay, let's we'll continue on this train. Then characters, we uh, we kind of. Set up two very obvious main characters. Going to be Owen Wilson is uh, what, what's his name? Mobius. Is that is he just Mobius? Is Mobius something? Wasn't it? Or, oh, maybe um, not. Yeah, maybe Mobius. Yeah. So, so we've got Mobius and we've got Morbius. Yeah. Coincidence? Yeah. I don't think anyone's <laughs> going to lean into that. I think yeah, it was I just like hmm, <laughs> this is a fun way to spell a name that doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. and then we've got uh, Loki. I think there's those two. I think yeah. are the main characters of the show. Um, with the, the obviously Loki being the title character, yeah. Um, mm. Are they interesting? Are they going to make a good pair for the rest of the show? I think they will, and uh, and and those two actors actually have um, have history of acting in different movies together too. Which um, I think there was one where they actually where uh, um, where Owen Wilson. Uh, no, no, it wasn't Owen Wilson. It was Tom Hiddleston's character in the movie where like he he like you know fell asleep and like he woke up and and he was like in the 1700s in paris and like he and he pretty much time traveled so i guess this isn't the first time that tom that both those actors have been in a time traveling movie i guess i would that reference would stick if i knew the name of the movie but yeah I've i know I, I, it, so. I will look it up because we've got access to the all right <laughs> what does Fair acting enough. mean is that is that implying that this is not real life is that what we mean when we say <laughs> you spell it phonetically like so i know how to say it yeah it's fine uh I love Owen Wilson. Um, I think yes. he's great in all things, and wow. I think he's great in this. Um, I thought he was – I thought he had, like, that that right kind of – that weird kind of energy that he always has. Um, he felt very much like his character from the internship, more so than yes. you know, maybe yeah. Wedding Crash and stuff, but right. I well, like it. Just let you guys know the movie's called – it's called Midnight in Paris. I I've never watched Sick. it. Sick, never seen yeah. it, but I maybe I'll watch it someday. But yeah, Hiddleston obviously he kills it as Loki, and I love how he literally knew off. himself well enough. Yeah, having his shirt off, whew, that got me going. <laughs> but anyway, so <laughs> he's got a. So it took 2012 Loki, and it showed that he's actually super introspective, which is a pretty fun way to look at that character, and he knows exactly why. He feels the need to hurt people and stuff, yeah, which was pretty cool to acknowledge. And then he go like I already mentioned earlier in the episode, he goes through his entire emotional evolution from 2012, the movie, to Endgame or uh, Infinity War because he dies in Infinity War, and that's that's uh, very interesting. And I think he knows how to switch up the character just well enough to where he knows how to play them in each individual timeline and mindset. Yeah, I um uh, I thought like him kind of getting more a perspective like i like i mean i and, and and i think a big moment for him where like he was like oh like like i mean like this isn't real you know i'm, I'm gonna find my way out of here and then when he actually escapes like through it and he finds like just a handful of different infinity stones <laughs> and, hilarious which which that really hit me i was just like are you kidding me like like yeah, they use them as paperweights. It's, it's it's just in a file cabinet, like all of them there. But the reason why that you know they can't use them because of 
I, I, I guess the way they're kind of explaining it is that, um, is that with like different, you know, um, you know, objects like the Infinity Stones, they cannot be used outside of their timeline or their, um, or their universe. Yeah. So um, in in the comics, at least, and this seems to be the way the show is going, um, the Infinity Stones specifically are very intricately connected to the universe. That's where the universe gave them their power. They were created in that universe. Um, they only ever work in that universe. It's actually kind of interesting because it reminds me of uh, there's a death battle about Thanos versus um, Darkseid, which is an interesting show on YouTube if you guys have ever watched it. But it does it goes deep into that whole idea like why Thanos will lose because the Infinity Stones don't work anywhere other than um, the universe that they're captured from. Uh, but I concept that sets up. I think what is Loki's motivation? It's definitely what what evil Loki's motivation was. We'll see if they end up being uh, one and the same. Spoiler alert for the end of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. Loki like says something in the show at one point where he goes, "Oh, so this is like the true most powerful thing in the universe," um, right. which it may or may not be. I think there, you know, you can always scale up something's more powerful. But what would Loki want more than anything? The chance to be the most powerful. Um, right. So get to see, like Colin said, that whoa moment of the Infinity Stones aren't as powerful um, quite as, you know, the different timeline manipulations definitely gives Loki uh, something to hunt for. Whether or not he ends up choosing that and going down the dark path or not, I guess we'll see. Or maybe he already has. Time travel's weird. I'm excited to see where this goes. So I want to see, like, because this episode is very much one location. I mean, there was a couple scenes outside of this one building. They gave the super thing up, like, immediately. It wasn't even part of time travel. So they've already confirmed that that Loki is going to be in uh, in Thor Love and Thunder. Yes. And I think it's going to be the, the, like, the version of Loki that's in this show. Yeah, and I think, like, Kind of bringing that aspect, um, uh, I mean, of uh, of him like coming back because of I know I I know when when he died in Infinity War, you know, in the back of my mind I was like, he's not dead. Like, there's no way that he's not dead uh, uh, because of this like character is such a fan favorite, and they'll find to bring him back. And this show is is a phenomenal way for him to um, explore his new glorious purpose uh, uh, because of. I think Loki has a lot of potential of coming back. I don't think he's going to be like a hero or anything like that, but I think he will be like an anti-hero. Um, and and if he joins the Avengers like down the road, I would be very surprised. But, you know, there's always that chance. Yeah, or is he already evil? I think that's the weird conundrum we'll have to... Because as we find out at the end of the episode, uh, yeah. the evil person they're hunting is Loki. It's Loki. Um, right. So... How did and, that come to be? Is it like, is it one of those things where because he was recruited to help stop Loki, he became the evil Loki and it's this weird situation so they have to break? Or... I will debunk that right now because it's already confirmed that the person they're hunting is is the female version of Loki. It's already been, oh, okay. Yeah. So that's dope. Yeah. Well, if you look on his file when he's like processed, it says that in his gender he's fluid which I think has a lot to do with it. So maybe like, because yeah. even through Norse mythology, he was very much like he switched from male to female all the time to depending on the situation. And if he could use that to his advantage to help cause further mischief. Right. So I think that the very idea of that, it, it very well could be just the future version of Tom Hiddleston, but he decides that 
being a female is more beneficial to him at that moment. Uh, yeah. And uh, and some like and what Avengers Endgame pretty much did was they like kind of they like tried their best to explain that that um, uh, if yeah. you like change something back in time like you are making a whole new dimension like a whole new like timeline um uh that the, the, where it's not like where you travel back to the past like and and back to the future yeah where, i, I yeah, know that but then this show tries to like give this idea that there's a one true timeline that like sucks the other ones back well, into it and like that's why the nexus note was really important the yeah. Nexus event is the things that can cause, I think everything can sway a little bit. I mean, I think the very idea of a Nexus event happening can shoot it off in an entirely different direction. And that's yeah. why that little cartoon was so useful. Cause it's like, okay, we're going to take you back from this weird timeline that you created, put you back to where you started. And then the, I think that version of you in their thing kind of dies. And then the original you continues forward like he's supposed to. Yeah, but what that makes me wonder, and this is the, again, it's the weird rules of time travel. If you can just have different timelines, then who cares? Just let it go be a weird timeline. Why do you need to come back and fix it? If, well, well, I mean, I mean, I, so all that stuff will be explained, I guarantee, by the end of it, um, because of it also sounds like like they've never actually met, like, the Time Masters, of, of I mean, right. of, the, of the three giant heads in the back. So I don't think any of the people working there have actually met them, and no. I, and and I'm thinking that I might be like a, a a Wizard of Oz type situation. Like, who's behind the curtain? It's going to be like you know. I thought of it more of like a God thing where everybody just operates strictly on faith. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the show Snowpiercer. It's on HBO. Yes. And it, the whole idea behind it is they think Mr. Uh, Wolf. Waterford, whatever his name is, Wilford, Mr. Wilford. He's operating the train. He created the train to save everyone in the society, and he's in charge, and he's going to make sure everyone's okay. But, spoiler, if you want to watch that show, turns out he's been dead since pretty much the train left the station. So the whole idea behind it is kind of a kind of cool that these three things are like an entity that they look up to. So it's similar to The Wizard of Oz in that way, where the the three in charge is probably going to end up being something silly or uh, extremely serious. Like Mephisto, obviously. No. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's probably it's probably Mephisto and Howard the Duck. Yep. Just hanging out. Um, double spoiler to Snowpiercer. The movie is better and the book is better than the movie, so the show is okay. Um, but we'll get back to Loki, which is great. Um, <laughs> anything else that, that kind of stands out to you besides characters, plot, the world uh, those you know anything else that was cool the references um, are cool i'm well i i i i i love the whole i idea of like the the entire uh and i'm just excited to see where they go because we're definitely going to see them probably go through like main um timeline stuff because i think there's a uh shot in, the, in one of the new trailers where they're in pompeii and uh and, and 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 loki's like watching like the whole volcano go so he's so it's gonna be awesome for, to see them go through like actual real life events that happen yeah, this episode was very much a like tidy up and make everything make sense the right. first episode so we can move on to actually interesting storylines like this this whole idea behind this like first episode is cool but the storyline itself not that much actually happened he gets thrown in this universe he knows what's happened 
then he learns the rules and all that stuff. So it's very much like reading the rule book before you get to play a board game. I think the rest of the show is going to be much more or much better and much more eventful. Yeah, yeah. I, I look at it as I'm not, and then this is maybe why this episode doesn't speak to me as much as it does to, to other people. I'm not as interested in the character development or the plot itself, like how they're going to stop the bad guy as, as maybe you'd <laughs> want to be. But I am very interested in the premise itself, time traveling, going to different places, the concept, seeing all these different things. But I don't, I'm not, I'm just not interested in Loki's character development because he's the out of mischief and he will just, he could turn. Well, yeah, he could flip on his head at any moment. That's a good I point. It's like, I'm not going to get that invested in it. Any character development can be entirely undone, whatever they decide to. So that that's a good point that the this should be a story driven more than a character driven show, which is definitely an offshoot of what the last two shows have been, where it's been a deep right. dive on the characters, which I, Honestly, I'm excited to see something different where it's like he's the main character, but he's not the main focus, or at least not his journey. It's more of like the spectacle of it all. I, I mean, I'm, right. I'm betting it will be a character-driven show, and I just hope that at the end they don't give us some sort of stupid... Oh, you know, like backhanded, like, ah, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so I I mean, and and that's how I felt during WandaVision because they like built up so much stuff, and, and then they just kind of kind of was like oh okay you know we'll move on because of ralph um, boner yeah yeah i know i know well, and, that, and that and that show did exactly what we're saying right it was a show that had an interesting premise and a very cool world that was being built yes but it decided to focus purely on wanda's um, so i'm hoping growth. this is the opposite yes okay you're hoping this, this is the like show will impact i mean so so there's different movies in the MCU that have that have impacted the MCU directly, and I think this is going to be one of those shows um, uh, because of we've had Avengers: Age of Ultron, we've had Civil War, we've had um, uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, you know, the actual movie, and those have changed like 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 the events have impacted the MCU, and that's what the show is going to do. We don't know in what capacity yet. But I guarantee this is this will not be the last time that we see time travel. I, I, because, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I I will point out that uh, technically, technically speaking, every movie affects the well, timeline of the MCU. But I know what you well, mean. Specific yeah, events right. are like can diverge right. the characters in different ways. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, the fact that Ant Man saves nonsense. Nobody like means nothing other than that Ant Man's in the next movie. But right. If like Ant Man is going to be great, I'm, I'm still right now that cool. new movie is going to be fantastic. And, yeah, and, and the original fine. villain for that was supposed to be Modok. And yeah, then did you watch it? Oh yeah, it. I said yeah, I was yeah. going to watch some of it. I watched like five episodes. I've Pretty funny, too. very much like Robot Chicken. I mean, it's nothing crazy. I did finally finish the campaign in the Avengers video game, we'll and Modok is a sweet villain in yeah. that. Yes. They are adding Black Panther in a couple of weeks. I'm excited for that. And God, it's been about four months of you telling me they're adding Black Panther in a couple of weeks. Well, that I'm is a fact. <laughs> I'm just saying. At this point, like, I think Black Widow's going to come out before Black Panther joins the Avengers game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, uh, uh, no. But kind of going back to Loki, it's um, I am excited to see where it goes, and we might see some familiar faces like in the timeline I, I don't think we'll you know get back robert downey jr but if like thor comes in like in a in a different way from like a different timeline that would be pretty cool you guys weigh out on this i don't remember it entirely so the scene where <laughs> thor throws the mouth guard on top of loki and he imitates yeah. chris evans again 
was that in Endgame or was that a new scene for the show? Because it felt new. That was in Endgame. Um, yeah. the, the, in in that shot, the only new mm. one was where Loki was in the elevator and and he was waving by to the Hulk as the elevator yeah. was closed. Yeah, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Like that. For some reason, I couldn't remember the like. I remember him impersonating Captain America and Thor: The Dark World because that makes the whole movie good. Just kidding, that movie's okay. terrible. But that's what's a great thing about that movie. And I couldn't remember him imitating him again in Endgame. But yeah, I stand corrected. All right. Yeah. Well, before we leave, everyone, give me your rating out of fifty-three. Um, based on all 53 elements of story, how would you grade Loki? 36 on the high side. Yeah, oh, wow. 36 out of 53. Did you include mouthfeel in your grading? <laughs> how often did he feel his mouth? Well, how often did you feel your mouth while watching it? Have you guys I'll never looked a- at I'm just kidding. This is nothing. I'm totally making This is nonsense. I'll give it a solid 47, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not quite sure how the scale works, but I think it's a solid episode. I think it's going to be a solid show. Yeah, um, yes. cool premise, uh, cool enough world, even though it doesn't look super great. But I'm very yes. excited about it. So overall, Loki, B plus minus. You um, have my interest. You are you are giving a very interesting review, and yeah. I think it's really funny because of like <laughs> something about Cody is like he, he he's like a very I I mean. There are people who are very picky about eating. He is very picky about like different movies and shows because yeah. of it's it's just so funny to me. Well, I mean, that's what makes the MCU so great, though, is that it's got such different varying levels of yeah. uh, of greatness in their different episodes and shows. So very excited about that. Uh, before we let you guys go, though, we did want to talk about one more thing going on in the Marvel, the Marvel ish world. Not quite the MCU, but it kind of is. it technically it, is. Yeah. Is it technically uh, part of the MCU? Like yeah, the, well, the yeah. Star Wars Anthony Mackie showed up. Yeah. So so okay. So Marvel Campus. It What's looks that? amazing. Um yes. it what is, is Marvel Campus. Uh it is the new addition to uh Disneyland. Uh, what is Disneyland? California Adventure. The Disneyland is a park in California, bro. A park. Um, like do we go there and just grill burgers and hang out by the beach or what's going on? Uh yeah, it's um <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's it's run by Mephisto. And, oh, um, sweet. Okay, yeah. now you got my interest. Anyway, okay. got a really cool addition to the park. They have a really yeah. fancy animatronic Spider-Man, which is pretty freaking cool. <laughs> and that uh, Grant, I believe, was his name from MythBusters, is one of the is the guy that helped model the animatronic the, and before he the, passed uh, away, which is pretty cool. The oh, the company that actually worked on that was Tate, and um, uh, uh, and the whole park is like amazing. I love the concept of it, and what excites me is that, and they actually just revealed today um, uh, of an example. I want to talk about is as new shows, new characters show up, you will see them and their costumes change like even more than when like you have Elsa. She gets a new costume. It's gonna be. It's gonna affect the park a lot. I mean, because oh, so who's actually out. shows up more? That's pretty yeah. cool because, yeah. like, obviously Disney, the whole idea is like, oh, I want to go and see Anna and Elsa, but yeah. this is cool that like, oh, this show is on, so I can specifically go see this character. That's pretty cool, uh, right? And uh, and that's great for um for Disney to to promote these films even more. I don't know how the Eternals is gonna work into it because of that's just a whole other. That's a whole other like thing. It's gonna be really interesting. But they like just did add. Um, uh, they've had Loki, but they've added his like new costume, like 
like from the first episode um of of the show like and you've actually prison outfit <laughs> yeah 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 it's his prison outfit and you've got the actual like guards from the tva like walking around with him uh and they just added that and then when shang chi comes out he's coming in and they've got taskmaster as the main villain over there and there's a show that happens like every other hour where like um him black panther and black widow like like fight and then every hour spider-man does like a show where like he like swings and stuff and the riley is pretty cool it's kind of like uh toy story mania but it's just spider-man uh and you actually get to use your real hands and stuff like that it's the best ride ever um correct me if i'm wrong so from what i've read and seen this avengers campus reminds me a lot of uh the beginning of that new Avengers game with she's just walking around and it's just like different boots. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. reminiscent of that for sure. It, it, yeah, um, it, it feels like it's just that, right? It's just like, Hey, here's a restaurant that has this character. Here's a booth that has this character. Yeah. yeah it's, it, I mean, it, it's kind of like that. Um, uh, except they are like kind of putting you into like the world. I mean, it's, it, it's not like a convention or anything like that. When you walk in, it's like you're stepping into the world of Marvel and uh and well, what does that mean some... though because i mean well, so, the world of star wars is a very obvious thing when you're there yeah yeah what's the yeah, world so, of marvel so i want to touch on one thing that i heard from kevin smith's podcast is his daughter got to go to the premiere because she's part of like a disney like offshoot freeform she yeah. has a show on hulu but uh essentially she got to go and they have like a dr pym's kitchen which is kind of neat where you turn you turn in a little pretzel Pim. Pim Test Kitchen, that place is looks amazing. They are like using that like concept of, of where like, oh hey, I'm gonna use this normal food and they put it into like, you know, their and then um, it's the size of your head when it comes out, which is pretty yeah. cool. I've heard it's yeah. very expensive. Oh yeah, I believe oh, yeah. it. No. It's um, supposed to feed uh, families, and, which is uh and kind of going back to like kind of taking you in into the world, it's just like Galaxy's Edge, but it's with Marvel. So you are stepping into what's called the uh, Avengers Campus, where where it is like their base to recruit new Avengers, and you're walking in there, gotcha. and you've got like, okay, like that makes people. sense. And uh, and they also have this um, this different. Um, they actually got this uh, Doctor Strange Sanctum, and you walk into it, and there's a show like where like where um, where Doctor Strange fights Dor Dormammu. Yeah, and Love that uh, guy. he's coming to guard it. Uh, and uh, and they use like d- different effects to make it like where like the doors open and there's a screen behind them and and it looks like he's like doing the portal thing and it, it looks really cool because I've seen all the behind the scenes stuff because I'm I'm a big fan of like all that Disney uh, stuff so no I'm 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 super excited for it uh, since I work at Disney you know I might be able to go there soon so hopefully soon uh, but uh, I can't wait until they add the actual like Avengers ride that that they said that was going to come out with it but covid kind of canceled that so yeah um, we'll, we'll postpone it so hopefully we get that soon because if that's going to bring more people in because right now the biggest thing that the the avengers campus has going for it is all the live shows because right. seeing like spider-man fly you know 40 feet up in the air like that's pretty cool to see yeah that definitely sounds dope and it's just that it's another evolution of this whole the disney and the first it was harry potter world and then it was pandora and then it was, all they just keep upping themselves um Obviously, people love rides, but I think it's as long as you can, like you said, those shows in the Sanctorum and the, you can do the Pimtech thing. Uh, that's what people will love. It's important to note that difference because Six Flags has the like rights for like DC characters, but they just name a ride and put right. it in a parking lot oh, and yeah. call it a show. 
but Disney's yeah. much better at like ma- making an entire feel to the area you're in. They uh they still so uh over at California Venture, which they've had for a while. For the record, Disney the, pays us a bunch of money to talk nice about them, just so <laughs> everyone knows. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, is the Tower of Terror? Um, uh, they have over there, but 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 it's it's the Guardians, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. I mm. can't, I don't know the actual name of it, but they've actually um built Marvel there's a campus pathway there that ride. Yep. so mm-hmm. so it's technically part of marvel camp the avengers campus yeah that's cool good good little addition um obviously i don't love that it's in disneyland and at disney world not i heard rumors that they're gonna be bringing we'll a see. version of it to disney world but we'll we'll see we'll see what that I'll will do. take a while because obviously. technically universal has the rights to um yeah to which if they did that would be a whole different thing because if they actually have like you know kind of what you were talking about where you walk in and they got you know different stores and stuff and it's not really like you're in the world of marvel it's just like you're kind of walking yeah through it is interesting that they chose to do it that way for avengers because i get what cody was saying where galaxy's edge makes a lot more sense because star wars has universes and worlds whereas the marvel cinematic universe takes place in reality so turning it into like a campus it's a cool idea. Um, I don't know if it's as exciting as an entirely new world, but there are also just, you know, it'd be harder to do with those characters as opposed to Star Wars. I'm just saying, if I had to rank the best ways to experience Marvel, I would definitely put the Marvel movies, then the yes. Marvel stuff podcast, and then yep. the Marvel campus. Easy. I think that's oh, Netflix really cool. Marvel. Netflix Marvel comes after Marvel stuff podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. And Marvel then. Stuff, remember how high the Marvel stuff podcast is. Dude, yeah, just I'm down. hoping that Daredevil shows up. Like, I'm really hoping that yes. that Matt Murdock shows up in the new Spider-Man because it's it's been rumored that he was on set and there were pictures of him on set. So, like, he has to show up in some way. I, I mean, it, well, everybody's going to be in the new Spider-Man. So, what does that really uh, mean? Yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll see about all that. Um, but yeah, overall, super excited for the direction of Marvel cool show, all the great stuff. I'm excited just that they're expanding out into the real world. Most importantly. I'm excited for episode two of Loki. Um, we're super pumped about it. We'll be back to talk about it again next week, of course. So join us then as soon as possible. Make sure you're sharing. Make sure you're showing all your friends. Make sure you're joining the Marvel Stuff Podcast yep. Facebook group. Tons of fun stuff going on there. Just a um, quick shout out to our editor, David, who's going to be putting out this just same day that we record it. That's pretty cool of him. I just wanted to make sure he got some love because he's not on the not He on deserves some love. Yeah, Con, yeah, anyone we, anyone that you love that needs to know about it? Uh, well, uh, well, you're a liar. God, don't. Well, also, <laughs> um, also the uh, Star Wars stuff podcast because if it wasn't for that podcast, this podcast wouldn't. I do love the Star Wars stuff podcast. It's actually <laughs> super fun. Um, <laughs> we would have made a Marvel podcast regardless. But I'm glad it right, but at the same time, if it wasn't for me talking, like getting you guys together to do this. Yes, this, we like, all love Colin and appreciate him. Someone Venmo him $5 I would and ask him to take too, his shirt off. You know, yeah. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, all right. But in the meantime, guys, try not to have too much fun without us. Thanks for joining.